Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say If you're an American and you're professing to be a Christian, well, of course, as American citizens, what we want is accountable leadership. Why don't we throw in a constitution so they know what's in that? Get engaged in the political process. Honest. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. Compassion. The church needs to rise. Rise. The Monica Matthews, Monica Show. Matthews Show. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. Life, love, and liberty. The Monica Matthews Show. Wow. I wouldn't even be able to say that without my now late colleague, Rush Limbaugh. I wouldn't even be able to say that. Such a pioneer in my industry. He went on to be with the Lord today after a valiant, valiant uh, battle against cancer. Some of you feel like he's, maybe he was defeated in that battle, but to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord Right? So on one hand, we can see that he is, in fact, victorious. I want to encourage you not to pay attention to the horrible things that you will see online. And we've seen since he announced his diagnosis. Because you're giving glory to demons when you do that. Just know that people people don't know what they don't know spiritually. So just turn it off. I know my industry has been preparing for this day. My former station was because this creates a giant opening. And I'm just going to tell you now, there's no one, no one, not Dan Bongino, not Brian Kilmeade, not Laura Ingram, Dana Lash. No one can take the place of Rush Limbaugh. No one. No one who has filled in for him. Some of you are really afraid right now because you wonder what the future of conservative talk radio is because you see that it is compromised. And can I tell you the only reason that Rush was able to continue to curate truth is because you tuned in and you purchased the products from his sponsors. But you tuned in and 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 Ratings equal dollars in my world. So it's because of you 
and your love affair with him and his, gosh, his God-given talent to be able to express something without sounding like some sanctimonious academic, right? I listened, I had to tell you, full disclosure, I have struggled in, in talk radio until recently because I've been surrounded by people who are academically light years ahead of me. They just are, and I'm I'm okay with that, but I've struggled in the comparison department, which all of us do, and then God reminds me, I didn't call you to be like them, and then Rush would remind me that he wasn't exactly the most educated person academically on the planet, and that his street cred came from a life lived. A life lived. Experience matters. In a day when the academic gods have us on our knees, bowing in debt, fighting, clamoring over over candidates, over around a stupid decision, over stupid issue, such as I'm supposed to pay for your college experience? No. Go to a trade school. Get out and live some life. Right? What about a technical college? There's so many things that are needed in the world, and academia has literally sucked the brain right out of this country in a lot of ways. So I love the fact that Rush was just so human. And the way he could explain something and connect dots for us was like, wow, thank you. I mean, you just felt like you had a friend. I mean, my my executive producer and the man who brought me into radio uh, five, six years back um, is an amazing, amazing national talent. And he heard me and thought that I was going to be an amazing, amazing national talent. And he took a chance on me. He took a risk. He poured into my show. He took me to my former bosses and said, hey, y'all need to check this out. He believed in me. He let me say whatever was in my heart, my spirit, my soul. And he always honored that. And he protected that. And we would talk a lot about the comparison trap, right? I'm a girl. That's a pretty big deal. It's almost like being a football player as a girl, and I have no desire to play football. I don't want to be one of the guys. I'm really cool with hanging out with the guys, and guys generally like me and consider me a guy's girl. But I'm a girl. And I'm totally cool with that. Like, I love my femininity. I'm so grateful to be a chick. (laughs) But in my industry, that's a liability. And climbing up, I don't know. I've never been one to subscribe to glass ceiling, so I've always, you know, bitterly shot that, I've swatted at that narrative. And it doesn't always come from the left. 
And I got to tell you, after being in talk radio, undoubtedly there is a glass ceiling and it has good luck. This is for the boys written across the top of it. Never, never was I invited, uh, you know, by my, by my colleagues who had larger audiences. No one ever invited me onto their shows. They didn't talk about mine. I did theirs. I, I mean, I loved having them on my show. I loved supporting them and promote and promoting their shows. I, you know, I'm just that person where I'm not going to compete with you on that level because I'm me. I have my own show. I have my own voice. I have my own thought process and faith and ideas and the way I connect dots and the way I connect with my audience. And I hold those truths to be not only self-evident for me, but God's gifts to me and to you. And I say that with total humility because I'm here to be a gift to you. I'm here to minister to you, whether I'm laughing, I'm being ridiculous. I, you don't agree with anything I say. I call, I'm calling you out, calling myself out, calling the right, the left, the black, the white, the Muslim, the Christian, the Taoist, the feminazi, you know, the little skinny jean wearing man bun dude, the soy people, whatever, whatever that's about. Uh, that's me. Whether I'm crying with you, I'm sharing the fact that today is my 25th wedding, what would have been my 25th wedding anniversary. Wow. What a day, right? I just, (laughs) the 17th day of every month since my daughter's been in this world is a day that she did everything for the first time. Everything. If she rolled over, if she sat up, if she, you know, Stood up in her crib. She walked. She talked. Every single first step that child made was on the 17th day of any given month. It was amazing. I was married on this day 25 years ago. I buried my husband three years later. I told a little story on Telegram last night. Thank you to the over 1,000 people who responded to that. Thank you so much. You are my gift. I'm a gift to you. You're a gift to me. That's why when people, they're like, I feel so used. <laughs> All they do is use me. And I'm like, well, I mean, honestly, we're, we're here to be used, not as doormats, but gosh. I mean, I... I used the talents of Rush Limbaugh to give me the courage, someone I could study, someone I enjoyed, someone I would try to emulate at times. Um, gosh, just with his technique. And there is a technique to talk radio, believe it or not. There's a lot of technical things that go on. And my producer, you know, would just let me fly. He would just let me fly. He would let me run my race. I filled in for Herman Cain locally, nationally, Sean Hannity on our sister channels, uh, on our network, but not nationally that I'm aware of. Dana Lash, nationally, other people, major hosts, loved it. 
Loved it. And Rush Limbaugh was literally the wing, the wind under my wings. He just was because he was real and he was Rush. And no one in the world sounded like him. You know, he reminds me of vocally <laughs> in golf terms. He reminds me of Jim Furyk, right? Like the ugliest, holy crap, golf swing on the planet. And people were like, God, he's going to kill himself with that thing. Like, what is he doing? But that's, you know, his father, I, I, I my former um, fiance is, uh, well, is uh, part of the PGA Tour. And... um so we traveled quite a bit and spent quite a bit of time with uh, Tabitha and Jim Furyk. They're amazing, oh my gosh, place um, at Kapalua Bay in Hawaii for the Mercedes Championship for a number of years. And um, his father, mother, precious people. Um, his father was his coach for a long time, and I just remember being out on the you know on the course and or at the pool. And you'd hear people just kind of making fun of his golf swing. And it was like, you know, Jim, I think just finally realized this is my swing. This, I own it. It works. And here we go. And Rush's voice reminded me of that. You know, most talk radio guys are like, oh, I'm just talk radio. And this is so, 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 and we're going to do this. And we'll be right back. And it's like, okay. There's a there's a very specific timbre and candor and 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 range, you know, that that men think they have to have on the air. Makes me crazy. And I love my men on the air. Don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on the boys. But there was just something about Rush where it was like um he wasn't trying to contrive some voice. It was in the stops, it was in the pauses, it was in the pregnant pauses. It was in the, ah, it was his delivery. It was his conviction, his passion, right? His loyalty to his conviction and in his, his thought processes and how he got there and how he arrived at a conclusion and how he would connect dots in real time. I can relate. I love it. All while taking calls and being respectful and not really fighting with people. You know, I came up at WSB Radio where Neil Bortz was, you know, the king of the airwaves before me. And, you know, especially in his retirement years, no one could offend the left and some on the right, kind of in a Dr. Laura fashion. You know, you call for some kind of sympathy on the air, and I'm like, God, are you guys just dumb? Like, do you... (laughs) Have you listened to this woman for any length of time? I mean, again, I'm not digging on Dr. Laura, but let's, I mean, I listened to her a few times as a young person. I was like, ooh, ouch, ouch. And some people feel that way about me. I sound that way when I'm by myself. When I take my calls on live radio, I'm not there to make myself look smart and I'm not there to make you look dumb. And I'm not part of, you know, a clown car experience. I I care. I want to know what you think. I want to know how you're feeling because you know what? If you're thinking it and feeling it and calling in to speak it, guarantee you there are at least 100,000 other people listening who can relate. That's the beauty of talk radio. Not to mention my executive producer would remind me, and really my radio coach, I, I shared the same radio coach as, as Hannity and others. And... 
Yes, we have radio coaches because there, again, there's a technical aspect to doing talk radio and you've got commercials and you've got intros and outros and, you know, just different things. And, and certainly your advertisers who you need to truly, you know, be concerned with pleasing. You represent them, right? You represent their brands. They pay a lot of money for you to represent the brand and to believe in them and to give them the airtime necessary and to do it, you know, seamlessly. Usually the podcast world has really helped with that. But my radio coach and executive producer and dearest friend on the planet, you know, taught me about the beauty of a pregnant pause. Just let there be air. You don't always have to say something. Rush was really good at that. He dropped a thought and you're like, is he still there? <laughs> gave you just, it gave you a second to think about your thought, right? About whether or not you agreed or you know, it wasn't just cramming information down your throat and here we go and you got to know about this and then today the Democrats, blah, blah, blah. I mean, again, your cadence matters. Your cadence in an audio medium really shows, I think, your respect for the listener's time, right? And the fact that you're trusting me with your ears and with your heart, because whatever goes into your ears is going to affect your whole spirit, your whole body. That is an art form. That is a gift. That is something that Rush Limbaugh did very, very well. My concern is is not necessarily, I got to be honest with you guys. My concern is not that someone comes along who's the greatest and smartest and, you know, wittiest and most entertaining conservative on the air. Um, who's going to keep talk radio alive. I don't care if it's a male or female. I, I'm not thinking in those terms. My concern in the absence of, of my forefather, of my profession, the like he's the Abraham, right? Like Abraham's the father of our faith as Christians. Rush is like the father of radio, talk radio. And so for me, for me, some of you may disagree, and that's fine. But for me, and for millions of you, he was. And he always will be. You could take the messenger home, but you can't kill the message. Jesus is living proof of that. Lynn Wood right now, God bless him, he's under a whole lot of fire. And he says it almost every time he's on a show. You can try to, you can take the messenger out, you can kill the messenger, but you cannot kill the message. And Rush's message to me as a radio host was this. My listener matters. My opinions matter. How I see the world matters. My care for what I bring to you matters. My advertisers matter. I am part of an industry. Although for now, I mean, you know, I'm podcasting, so I'm not beholden to a group of individuals who hold their sponsorships over my head. And, you know, if I talk with Lynn Wood or with Sidney Powell or with people actually trying to save the country from itself uh, and from others, in the Communist Party, across both of our parties, um, who threatened to pull their sponsorships. I don't have to worry about that. I still have patrons. I still have people who support my work. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. 
God has been very gracious to me. I love radio. I would love to go back to radio. I love taking your calls. I, I love being, I love the pressure of the clock and it's like, God, we're up at, are you kidding? I'm in Atlanta. All we have is traffic, right? So with the traffic and news, with News 95.5, WSB, um, yeah, and you just, you're up against that clock and you got to think fast, man. You're thinking, you're on the move. And, you, and when you're trying to be respectful and you're like juggling plates on your fingernails with collars and, you know, I'd ask people to just hold on. I didn't do it the way other people did a lot of times because I love my, my callers and my boss would get on to me. He's like, well, people are not listening, you know, to listen to your callers. I'm like, I know, but they're listening. I guarantee you they're listening to make sure that we can actually still be humans toward each other. There's only one time on the air. <laughs> oh, the body of Christ. There's only one time on the air that I went off on a caller one time in what was I there? Four years. Yeah. Five. Um, one time and I'll never forget it. We were talking about what is it called? I want to say coupling, but that's not it. (laughs) It's something you do in the fall. Cuffing, cuffing. I knew it started with a C cuffing. Okay. And I mean, I had guys at the station. We were just throwing down, having a good time. And we had the guy, I was on Sunday morning. So, you know, I had the Bible people on, which was great because that was my show, Faith, Life, and Politics. And it still is for the most part, life, love, and liberty. Love is God, life, liberty. It works. But Faith, Life, and Politics is how I started. Talk about a snazzy tagline and one that most people remember. And you'll probably remember now, Monica Matthews, Faith, Life, and Politics. And we were, so this woman, I assume, was probably like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm throwing the church under the bus because we're talking about cuffing. And I happen to be going to one of those hipster churches at the time that's a mega church here in Atlanta. And I'm like, you guys don't even know the half of it. Some of these chicks roll in from the club at our church. Like, they look like, you know, they got their makeup on from the night before, half of their booties hanging out in their chest and tummies and cute, beautiful girls. I just living all kinds of crazy in the name of Jesus. All right. So I'm talking about cuffing. And of course, young people know what that means. And it's a seasonal thing. It starts at the beginning of fall. And you got to get rid of people, preferably before Christmas, if not for sure, before uh, Valentine's Day, which we just had. All right. Because there's money involved. There's commitment. It's horrible. It's a very secular, worldly practice. And this woman... But I was laughing because it's the world, and I'm not called to judge the world because I'm not supposed to be a part of the world. I am called to judge within the body in this way. Hey, dude, you're kind of going over the cliff. Can I help you? Or, hey, do you mind not gossiping about people every time I come around because it's causing me to stumble? I mean, that's, and tell you what, that'll jerk some people up, and they hate it, too. They're like, yeah, it's supposed to judge me. Jesus did. Everybody's busy quoting the scriptures that rub them the wrong way, like the chafe them, right? And so, and I see y'all. I I see y'all. I love the body of Christ. Y'all are my family. You're just kind of stuck with me. And I'm stuck with you. And it's okay. I'm damn happy to be here. <laughs> so, I'm just grateful that God is still like, okay, let's try this again, Monica. You want to keep going around that mountain again like the Israelites? We can do it again. 
but you don't have to, right? Okay, sorry about that, guys. So um, a friend of mine came over, and my dog was barking, and I just completely lost my train of thought. (laughs) See, so, yeah, the fun of, like, not being on live radio, where everything can go bump, and it usually does, which makes it totally fun. But when you're podcasting and wolfing down tacos in between uh, segments and, you know, a friend comes over for a glass of wine for the Lord's first miracle, it's uh, it's cool. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll, I want to I leave you with this because he actually just came in and showed me where, you know, remember I started the show by saying, just turn off the junk that people are talking or speaking about Rush, right? And so... He shows me this conversation that people are having, you know, online, which doesn't surprise me, which is really gross and something that was trending about Rush today. Uh, So instead of getting angry about it, right, instead of even giving any time at any of your time at all, I just encourage you not to engage people and argue about it. You know, someone who, um, who has, it was so graceful um, in defending Rush always has been, I look forward to seeing where he goes um, post uh, Rush, and uh, in addition to Rush, um, but Mr. Snurdly, Mr. Bo Snurdly, uh, he is one of the most gracious people on Twitter whenever it comes to people and their sickness, their de- demonics regarding uh, Rush, and so I just commend him for always keeping it together and never having, you know, a uh, an equally as demonic uh, response, which I can't honestly say that I'm uh, capable of doing whenever people get that nasty. Um, but he's just he's such a gentleman. So I look forward to seeing, you know, where, uh, where Mr. Snurdly ends up, but I am going to leave you with the thought of this. Um, like I said today, it's talk radio is not over. You're going to hear people say that it is what I hope we do with talk radio is we open, <clears throat> excuse me, the dialogue in the space for, New talent, and whenever I say talent, I'm talking about people who actually care. I'm talking about people who care about their audiences, people who care about you, people who care about freedom, who care about the nation, um, people who will actually take a stand for something, um, not milk toast. Uh, you know, I'm a talk show host. Uh, you know, not not people who are attempting to monetize every single angle of your ears. That would be amazing. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, where these, what, who emerges, who emerges on the landscape of, of talk radio. But I would encourage you to, you know, maintain your faith. It's not over. Um, Rush was a pioneer. Uh, he has paved the way for many of us. Uh, I know that more and more liberals are taking to, um, to the airwaves and, um, and that concerns some of you. I, I would encourage you to start paying attention to people in podcast world. Um, terrestrial air is, um, it is it is compromised air. It just is. Uh, one of the reasons why Rush was able to uh, stay alive and in terms of remain on the air is because of you. I said that at the beginning of the show. It's because of you. It's because of the listenership, because of ratings. He was able to basically, you know, look at the powers that be and say, up yours, this is what I'm talking about. This is what people want to hear. I'm Rush Limbaugh. I love my audience. They love me. And uh, this is how it's going to go. But the only reason he could do that was because of you. And so anytime someone bullied him or sponsors, no, you guys you guys came out in force to say, Mm-mm, you know, that's our guy. And uh, we're going to boycott, which is something the left is really good at doing. Um, 
and he was immovable. So I want to encourage you to find personalities who are immovable, who will speak unadulterated truth, who um, are not partisan, but rather they are patriotic, uh, that they have something to offer you in the way of facts and, and data and truth and entertainment, a good personality, a good attitude about things, someone who's compassionate, someone who loves you. That's important. And if nothing else, I believe that Rush Limbaugh loved each and every one of you um, and, and carried you into eternity, into his heart. I really do believe that. Just like we will keep him in ours here on this side of eternity. So take heart, America. Talk radio is not dead. It's just keeping on, keeping on. And it's probably going to evolve in ways that only Rush could have precipitated. All right. Until tomorrow, I love you guys. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. I just hope your heart's full. I just hope your heart's full.